Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. To address our new climate reality, the world needs radical solutions. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment, hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Let's get to a Bloomberg scoop now. Beijing may allow homeowners to temporarily halt mortgage payments on stalled property projects without incurring penalties. We're told the plan is part of a broader push to stabilise the Chinese property market. Joining us to discuss is John Liu, Bloomberg's senior executive editor for Greater China, joining us from Beijing. So as the Bloomberg piece points out, John, there is concerns here that this could actually backfire. But I guess authorities are more confident that this is going to help prop up and stabilise this sector that is causing a lot of concerns for the Chinese economy. I think the thing that authorities are hoping this does is buy time. Uh, the, the concern here is that we, there are a lot of home buyers that have plunked down a lot of money, sometimes their entire life savings on an apartment that has not been built. And now uh, because of debt problems, the developers are not building those apartments. And now frustrated, those buyers are stopping their payments on the mortgages. And the concern is more people will follow. By giving this grace period, the hope is that uh, people will stop and calm down and, and it, it may help the spread. At the same time, regulators have chimed in over the weekend and asked commercial lenders here in China to continue providing credit to those developers so that they can finish those apartments. John, I, Bloomberg Intelligence published a piece, and I guess they've crunched some numbers here indicating that the developers in China um, could face, these are the companies that Bloomberg covers, the property developers, a total of $172 billion in construction costs to deliver, uh, pre-sold, but not yet booked. That is an estimate, but it's a big number. Where would this money come from? Might the PBOC have to step in at some point if the market can't support this? So that is the question, is where is the money going to come from? Uh, there has been some talk that maybe local governments might step in and help either take over the projects or help uh, help those developers with the financing. Uh, we had a, a former deputy finance minister uh, speak uh, just this week saying, uh, basically underlining how serious the situation this is and saying the government should be prioritizing getting the situation straightened out and suggesting that local governments ought to be stepping in as well. Uh, obviously, uh, the banks are... are many of which the biggest are state-owned. And so there is some capacity there for the government to get involved through that avenue. And so uh, as of now, uh, what we understand is there are uh, Chinese banks have a total of about 38 trillion yuan of mortgages on their books. Uh, it's about 2 trillion yuan that is involved in these mortgage boycotts at the moment, according to estimates by folks uh, such as Deutsche Bank and GF Securities. And so uh, not overwhelming in terms of size, but the, the concern is obvious. As you say, such a big part of, uh, so many people have mortgages, such a big part of the economy, and then there's this concern about systemic risk as well. But as one of our guests was saying earlier, when you do have these concerns, you know or expect that you will see a bigger step up from authorities as well to support the overall economy. So in terms of further measures, what do you think we could see? 
so earlier this week, we we did see the central bank uh, provide more liquidity through its open market operations. That was the first time that the central bank has done that since June the 30th. Uh, it looked like they did that just to, to provide confidence, if not anything else, to, to prevent contagion if there were any from spreading to other parts of the market. Uh, in addition to the, the grace period we've talked about, uh, in addition to regulators calling on banks to continue lending, I think you might see uh, a situation where uh, there are a number of restrictions on home buying across the country, uh, such as an example, uh, every family in Beijing can only buy one apartment at the moment. Uh, we might see some of that rollback in some of the cities across China, unlikely in bigger cities like Beijing, Shanghai, but in smaller jurisdictions, that's possible. And so there might be an effort to prop up the market and sentiment uh, among home buyers uh, to try to get people back into the market. And that would help a great deal. John, so much of the conversation when it comes to stimulus is focused on infrastructure. And I'm wondering whether or not the government needs to kind of put that in the back seat, so to speak, and focus more squarely on what's happening with the property space. Does this, the risk um, posed right now by these boycotts and, and the lack of liquidity that many property developers are facing, does that necessarily put uh, infrastructure spending on the back burner? I think the difference right now is the, the situation with the mortgage boycotts is a potential risk. Obviously, a big potential risk, but still has yet to spiral into something that, that uh, I would call a crisis of any sort. Uh, on the other hand, you do have the economy already slow. We saw, obviously, second quarter GDP coming at just barely growth at 0.4%. We've We've got a, uh, employment, uh, relatively unemployment, at relatively higher rates, especially among the young, which is close to 20 percent uh, in the second quarter. And so infrastructure is a good way to provide employment, to provide jobs. And so that is a immediate concern the government does have to take into account. And so I think it's a balancing act. They have to both deal with what is certain and pressing, which I think infrastructure does, but also try and stave off any potential future risk such as we're seeing with the mortgage boycotts. And so many other risks as well. We know COVID uh, geopolitical risks, uh, including as well the fact that perhaps consumers may stop spending even further. Just tell us what you're hearing from analysts in terms of the outlook for the remainder of the year for China. Well, the, the situation with COVID is probably the most uncertain. We have subvariants. The BA5 subvariant is, uh, has been detected in China, so there's the threat that that could spread. Uh, you were talking a little earlier about uh, the infections, num infection numbers today coming out uh, quite high, close to 700. And so many cities, dozens of cities across China coming uh, under some sort of uh, movement restrictions. And that that's going to weigh on the economy. Uh, the property market, obviously, with that, uh, that's an issue as well. But that's also been exacerbated by the COVID lockdowns. People aren't going to go out and buy apartments if they're not able to go out. Uh, and I think... Those are probably, I, I would say, the media problems the government needs to tend to. Uh, they're trying to tend to it with infrastructure, with tax cuts, uh, with prompting, uh, trying to add some confidence among uh, foreign business leaders as well. I think U.S.-China tensions at, at the moment seems to be a little bit on the back burner. All right, John, always great reporting. Thank you so much. John Liu, Bloomberg's senior executive editor for Greater China, speaking there about the Bloomberg scoop that Beijing may allow homeowners to temporarily halt mortgage payments on stalled property projects. 
To address our new climate reality, the world needs radical solutions. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment, hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.